While successfully leading a team of professionals and growing a customer base of over 200,000 over 18 years at Cigna, Army veteran Kevin Ritchie took a giant leap of faith when he decided to join Brio Benefit Consulting. Chief Business Officer Kevin Ritchie is up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. All right, today we're talking with Army veteran Kevin Ritchie. He's the Chief Business Officer at Brio Benefit Consulting. So, Kevin, uh, t- before we get to start talking about business and entrepreneurship, take us back, tell us what you did in the Army. Sure, Joe. Uh, so, I was from an Army family. Uh, I had uh, left college. And uh, I remember going uh, to my local recruiting station. I think I was a little bit of a dream uh, having a college graduate uh, walk in and say, hey, uh, economy is not great right now. What's there in there for me? <laughs> uh, and it was interesting. I got sold a great bill of goods to uh, become a 52 Delta. Uh, but what I didn't know was that was one of my first uh, blessings in disguise uh, when it came to my army career um, because what that allowed me to do was learn a very interesting skill as a generator mechanic but at the same time you get assigned to different uh, jobs right mm-hmm. you so i got assigned to devardi and in devardi you have to learn how to be an artilleryman whether mm-hmm. you are or not and so that was the first time i started to learn about flexibility did a lot of wonderful things uh, as an enlisted soldier, uh, you know, was on the sergeant's list, all those types of things, and then took the opportunity to go to OCS. Uh, at OCS, of course, when they ask you to put down uh, what branches you're hoping to, to get, I put down all combat arms mm-hmm. uh, to find out that I'm going to be a chemical officer. <laughs> and I would say that was my second blessing in disguise, because again, I remember standing there uh, at the DFAC at Fort Benning and a little tear in my eye when they told me this. Uh, and what I didn't realize was as a chemical officer on battalion staff, I have to learn what that battalion does. And so the flexibility that it offered me to when I was working with military police or working with aviation or working with engineers, I had to learn how they did their job. And so what I didn't realize at the time was uh, it was giving me a real opportunity to learn more than just my skill. And uh, as we get further in this conversation, uh, that to me is part of what being an entrepreneur is about. Uh, you can't yeah. just stay in one lane and you have to know how to do other skills. Uh, and so, you know, my last uh, real role in the army uh, was helping to advise the Iraqi police, specifically some of the regional police departments uh, across MND North uh, and help them stand up about 29,000 uh, new, I'm going to call them police officers mm-hmm. uh, during the surge. Wow. You know, isn't it interesting how we all go into the military thinking we've got an MOS and that's what we're going to do? 
and the reality is that's such a small part of what you spend your time doing in the military. And as it's happening, you're know, like every time you get farmed out or tasked with something that has nothing to do with your MOS. So this is not what I was getting into. You, you, you become flexible, you get the job done and it happens all the time. And after a few years, you come out of the military with such a well-rounded experience of, like you said, flexibility, being able to adjust, being able to accomplish things at a hundred percent completion with things that you don't really like typically doing. And it, 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 yeah, I would even say that I didn't like typically doing it for me. It was more that I had to learn, right. Mm-hmm. Being an assistant S three mm-hmm. in an aviation battalion. Uh, I, you know, I rode in helicopters, yeah. right. I, what do I know about that? Right. And then we had no S two and we were getting ready to deploy and they're like, okay, you, you need to be the S two. Like go figure out military intelligence. Yeah. You know, I think it almost right. builds this, uh, it builds this tolerance or this comfortableness with being in charge of something and you have no idea how it operates. Yeah. And, and how do I sit down and learn it? Right. And if I learned it this way, is this the way everybody else is going to learn it? Because there's people either beside me, underneath me, above me that might need to learn these same things. Right. And how do I transition this knowledge? How do I educate the people around me so that we're all on the same page? Absolutely. Talk about your transition out of the army. So my, you know, I guess I technically had two, right. There was a transition from active duty Mm -hmm. uh, into the national guard and reserves uh, and going back to school. You know, I think that process uh, was a little eye opening for me. Uh, I thought that there was, you know, I would say one of my first entrepreneurial ideas was, you know, is there some type of service that could better afford these veterans that are coming out to learn how to whether it's apply to college? How do I get the credits for the skills that I learned in the military? What are the resources that I should be building? How do I figure out where to live? Those types of things. You know, I was pretty lucky. I had a I had a uh, extended family member's home that I could live at as I went back to get another degree. And then I just so happened taking a part-time job at Cigna that ended up becoming about an 18 year career uh, that I expected to be a part-time job. Um, And so that was kind of the first transition, right? Uh, Getting all those ducks in a row, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second transition was, was when I fully resigned from, from the reserves. Uh, being that it was in the reserves and that I had resigned, I would tell you that, I, you know, I just didn't go the next month, right? Like that was a little bit of a transition that, oh man, I've got some time now uh, on my hands mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't have previously. Um, but, you know, it, it, for me, more than the things, Joe, the transition is more mental, right? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, what am I responsible for now? Right. And as a leader, you know, you care about the people you used to lead, whether it was active duty or reserves. And so, you know, keeping in touch with those folks and keeping a tab on them was a little bit more of my transition out of the reserves. Cause you know, I knew that some of these folks had never deployed, you know, at the time there was probably going to be a bunch more deployments that were going to be happening. And so, you know, keeping 
I would say an emotional check on some of the folks that you used to lead, I would say was, was kind of something I did a little bit over time and waned it off. Right. But that was more of my transition out of the reserves. Yeah. You know, leaving active duty going into the reserves is a really good transition to do. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity in the reserves. It just depends on what your personal goals and life situation is. But sometimes it's you know, having been active duty drilling reservist and active reserve, um, sometimes being a reservist is more difficult than just being on active duty because at least active duty, you're just all in and that's what you do. And you don't have to think about anything else. But when you're a reservist, you're trying to balance a whole bunch of different things in a, whether it's going to school and, and having a job and showing up on drill weekends ready to go. Um, so sometimes being a reserve can be more taxing um, mentally and emotionally than you think it will be. Yeah, it was definitely not one weekend a month, right? I came from an 18th uh, Airborne Corps mm-hmm. uh, unit to a reserve unit. And so, you know, let's be honest, there was a bit of a mindset that I had about what the reserves were probably like, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't like that. Uh, and it's not a one weekend a month situation because you're thinking about stuff, you're writing uh, orders, you're doing risk assessments, you're doing all this stuff while you're also working your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the your unit doesn't care uh, that you were working late on a Friday. They expect you to be there maybe on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like your your employer doesn't care. I mean, they do care. Right. But I'm saying the proverbial doesn't care. Right. Like, Hey, you got to get this job done. Right. Like we appreciate everything you're doing for our country, but we also need you to help our organization. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as they should. So, um, so you were at, you were at Cigna, you, you were very successful there for, uh, 18 years. Um, and something happened. You, 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 know, you ended up leaving, going to Brio Benefit Consulting. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that and what that mental shift and change was. When it comes to staying warm this season, you need outerwear you can rely on to keep the chill out. Like the classic full zip from American Giant. And when you give American Giant, you're supporting the great men and women who make the words American made matter from the farmers and knitters to the finishers and seamstresses. My American Giant hoodie is the most comfortable hoodie I've ever had. Perfect for those cool fall nights. What a great gift for this holiday season. American Giant creates American-made basics designed to endure. American-made means lasting quality, less waste, and stronger communities. More than making great clothes, they're rebuilding the craftsmanship and community that make Made in America quality possible. Unlike how most clothes are made today, as quickly, cheaply, and profitably as possible. The classic full zip from American Giant is made to wear, not wear out. With functionality details like hard-wearing pre-shrunk cotton, reinforced elbows, structured side panels, and custom hardware. It's quality you can feel immediately. You'll wonder why all clothes aren't made this way. No wonder it's been called the greatest hoodie ever made for 10 years and counting. Shop gifts that last at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off when you use the code on the move at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, promo code on the move. Learn how you can get cheer to last all year with the cash rewards card at NavyFederal.org. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. 
When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. You can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. And using the Navy Federal mobile app makes redeeming easier than ever. Enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee, balance transfer, or foreign transaction fees. There are no limitations on rewards, and they never expire while your account is open. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, rates are variable and range between 12.65% and 18% APR based on credit worthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to $1 at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Messages and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. All right, back talking with Army veteran Kevin Ritchie, Chief Business Officer at Brio Benefit Consulting. So, so Kevin, you know you're you're fat, dumb, and happy, warm and warm and cozy in in the corporate life at Cigna for 18 years, lots of success, tearing up the program. You know what was going through your mind? What what triggered you to to walk away from that and really go into more of a you know, more of a startup, smaller uh, mover shaker, entrepreneurial type mentality company like Brio Benefit. So, you know, I think, Joe, sometimes it's exactly what happens with all entrepreneurs, right? Um, I I was happy, right? Cigna is an unbelievable employer. The people there are amazing. Uh, I had a bunch of responsibility, right? I I helped manage the New York City office, Um, you know, one of their largest offices in the country. And frankly, in the world, it's an international company. I had a relationship with the CEO. Uh, of a fortune 50 company, right? That we knew each other by name, right? Like we could talk to each other like people, uh, right? Which is like having a relationship with a four-star general. And, you know, realistically, what was gnawing at me was there's a better way to do this, right? So uh, benefits is a B2C type sale, meaning business to consultant, right? To purchaser. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a couple of folks I come up with in the business at Cigna had started Brio before, and we were very close and very friendly. And we kept talking about when are we going to do something? But it took the light bulb for me to go off when I started realizing that there was a better way. I was watching a lot of what I consider to be large national consulting houses, and they were fitting the clients, the employers into their box. Mm. where we had noticed throughout our career, man, why doesn't anybody fit themselves into the employer's box to help them do what they think they want to do strategically to attract and retain the best talent in the marketplace? Because that's what benefits are all about. And so, you know, I don't want to say life-changing type events, but we had a child, we had another one on the way, and that gets your brain starting to think about like, hey, you know what? am I doing the things that are going to make my children proud? Changing an industry is something that can make your family proud. Mm -hmm. My family would have been totally proud of me if I had a 40 year career, as most people were expecting at Cigna, right? But charting your own way, creating a new way to do things while you're also helping people in their business be more successful just was drawing me like a magnet, mm-hmm. drawing me like a magnet. And at Brio, I knew the three of us, Jason Pastrano and Rich Kaczynski, who created the firm, had different angles of the way we looked at things. And it always worked out together, 
right? So we had different directions to come to sometimes the same answer. That's a great opportunity for entrepreneurs, yeah. right? You don't always often. want somebody that's thinking the same exact way you are. Mm -hmm. But if you get to the same destination, man, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's hard to find. Yes. So you guys are approaching things from different viewpoints, but all coming to the same conclusion, which that means you've got a really good business idea. Yeah. And also write some and, and having different skill sets, Yeah, right? Uh, having, having different opportunities where, you know, you recognize, okay, that might be somebody else's strength and it's not mine. I might have an idea, but I need somebody else to execute it. Right. And having the comfort uh, and what I would say, not just the comfort, the full belief, like you would with a, a teammate in the military, that this person is going to get that done. Yeah. All right. So, talk about Brio Benefit Consulting. What are the what are the nuts and bolts of what you guys do there? Sure. So what what we do is, you know, I, I said it before, right? We try to help employers attract and retain the best talent in their marketplace. One of the ways employers can do that, especially in a competitive marketplace, is through their benefit package, right? That was a very big deal. Not so much right now. I think what could potentially be on the tip of a recession, right? People are, are, are the employer is starting to be back in the driver's seat. But if you push the clock back eight months ago, when people were talking about the great resignation, right? Mm -hmm. Things of that nature, what do your benefits look like? What are you doing to appreciate your employees? Do your employees know that? How are you communicating with them, right? Because one of the things that we've always recognized is that, you know, I don't know a lot of employers that have really poor benefit programs. What we've noticed is they have a very poor way of communicating with their employees how great their benefit program is. Mm. And so, you know, you think about what you said before about leaving a large employer to go to a smaller employer. Well, very often the smaller employer is sitting there going, well, I can't put the same things on the table for you as an employee that this giant employer did. And so one of the things that we try to do because of our extensive industry knowledge is bring some of those conversations that those really large companies are having down market because there's no reason very many of those 200 employee groups, uh, 300 employee firms can't be doing some of these same things. They just haven't been educated on them and they haven't been, you know, explained exactly what these things are and how to use them to their advantage with their employees. Yeah. Or, or there, there's a perception that it might be too costly to, for the company to provide those. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, to me, that is the table stakes, Joe, and what we do, right. Uh, it's service and cost containment. If we're not doing those things, it's hard to get strategic on all of the other fun stuff, right. Mm -hmm. All the stuff that differentiates you, right. Think about that. Like anything else, if you're not passing your PT test, nobody's going to think that, Oh man, maybe this person should be the one to go to this next school that's coming up. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the same concept. Absolutely. So does, does Brio benefit consulting, do you work across the spectrum of benefits? Uh, we're, we're mostly talking uh, healthcare or everything in between. 
So we consider ourselves to be a full service brokerage. We work uh, what typically people think of as health and welfare benefits. So it's going to be your health care, dental, uh, life, disability. Uh, and we also have a, a rapidly growing uh, retirement services department um, that uh, last year was ranked the top 100 advisor in the country uh, and our lead director, uh, one plan advisor of the year um, as well. So you know, all of the quote unquote benefits that uh, employers are offering their employees, everything from your medical benefits to pet insurance, to retirement plans. <laughs> pet insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's pet hit. insurance cost anyways. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about that lately. Somebody's doing a good job marketing, but what, <laughs> but that's the type of thing that we talk to employers about yeah. because you giggle about it. Employees spend their money on it. And guess what? They're more excited that you offered them a comprehensive pet insurance plan <laughs> sometimes than the dental program or the medical program that you're giving them. That's That does not surprise me, actually. Um, I mean, that's crazy, but it does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> People, we love our pets in America, that's for sure. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so um, what are some of the what are some of the common roadblocks or issues you see with, with the smaller size companies in providing good benefits packages? Um, and, and how do you, how do you fill that void? So, you know, one of the things that I, I think I, I already mentioned, right. So I think there's two, right. So uh, that they always come to mind. One is knowing what's available to them. Right. So very often, uh, and, and I think entrepreneur, entrepreneurs will hear this as well, right? Because they have to offer their employees benefits or themselves benefits, and they don't know what's out there. More importantly, they don't know what other people are doing. So educating them on what are the best performing groups doing? How is that benchmarked? How do I know what my employees are looking for? Right. That is kind of where it starts. Right. So educating folks, the availability and where they rank and what other people are doing. The other thing is, frankly, having a consultant that's willing to do the work with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're a smaller firm uh, and and we don't have a time and expense model like a couple of the, you know, what I consider to be large national firms that frankly, right, like things have to fit into that model. Right. And so, you know, if you're educated and your risk tolerance is such that you want to do something in order to try to contain your costs long term, we're going to work with you to try to do that. But the first thing that has to happen is knowing what's available and knowing what the best performing groups are doing, whether it's in a cost containment a communication strategy, how am I working with compliance and advocacy, all of those things. And so that you know, how do I bring these things to my employees? Because I think very often that's one of the struggles when it comes to, you know, I'm, I don't consider a hundred employee firm, a small firm in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Some folks look at them that way. Right. But one of the struggles is I've got an idea how do I bring that to my team? Yeah. And do you find a wide variety of, of different needs from one company that's got a couple hundred people to a different company that's got 200 people? Does it vary that much? So again, I would tell you, what, what are they trying to achieve? Right. Um, and so, you know, 
it's hard to look at. And I think this is where we noticed that there was a spot in the marketplace where we're like, Hey, some of these folks are not being served correctly. Cause if, you know, if somebody looks at every 200 employee firm as the same thing, they're not. Somebody might be a nonprofit. They might have different, you know, desires and their employees might have different needs and wants. Somebody else might be a financial services firm. They might have employees with different needs and wants with a different demographic breakout, a different age group, right? And so how am I servicing those folks? Just because they're the same size employer doesn't mean, right, they've got the same people. Mm -hmm. And so how do you design a strategy that's going to meet your people's needs uh, and help you get the best people that you can in your marketing, in your market? And how do you go about figuring that out? Do you ask the boss, the CEO, or do you survey all the employees? So surveying employees is is one way to do it. Uh Basically, we have a a two-step process, Joe, where we go through a discovery, uh, then we take that back and we design a blueprint, which is really just a, 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 I don't want to say just, is really a strategy for what we talked about. Uh And so during the discovery, we try to get the key leaders in the room, some folks from human resources, uh, finance, leadership, executive team, and really figure out, okay, what are we trying to accomplish here? Right. And we take them through a set of questions that hit some of those key areas I just talked about compliance, cost containment, technology, um, communication, advocacy. Right. And we start to ask them questions around that, what they're trying to do, what they've done, what's working and what's not working. And we take that back and we build them a strategy. Right. We build them a two two to five year strategy is what I would call it, which was one of the first things that I was amazed at when I first got into the industry, even with Cigna, I knew how much money people were spending on their benefits Mm -hmm. and they didn't have a long-term strategy. They had a, Hey, this is what I'm going to do next year because this number that they're asking for is bigger than I expected. Right. And you know, from being a pilot, that's not a great strategy, right? I yeah. flew into this area, man, there's a sandstorm. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. You got to, th- so thinking farther ahead and instead of just within the next year, a three to five yeah. year strategy really makes a big difference. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So what kind of numbers can you share with us uh, at, at Brio? Um, Customer base, volume. Um. So, I, I mean, I'll just use a, a few numbers, right, that, that we're proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last five years since I've joined, we've um, grown by two and a half times. Uh, our goal in the next five years is to grow three times um, off a healthy revenue number. Uh, we've been Inc. 5004 in the last five years. Uh, we are the fastest growing benefits consulting firm uh, in the country. Uh, based on the Inc. 5000 numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we're most proud of, Joe, frankly, is that uh, the last three years we've been ranked um, as one of the best companies to work for as a small employer in the state of New York. Awesome. As you might imagine, there's a few employers that are considered small employers in the state of New York. <laughs> uh, we've been number 12, number three, and number two in That's the awesome. last uh, three years. 
right? Uh, we always joke about it. We ranked ahead of the Girl Scouts one year. It, we we like who ranked who's better than the Girl Scouts, right? Um, but yeah, so so we're really proud of those things. And now that we're focusing also uh, on retirement plans, right? Being in the top 100 of advisors in the country is a big deal for us, right? Having the Plan Advisor of the Year. Uh, running our department is a very big deal. Mm -hmm. We're super proud of those things. Um, They don't come always with the number behind them, right? Uh, But for us, you know, I always say the best company to work for is huge uh, because it signifies two things, right? The first thing it signifies is, you know, we're taking care of our employees. They're happy uh, and we're doing right by them. And as you know, in the military, right, that's a big deal, right? Awesome. You got to keep yeah. the troops happy um, and keep keep them focused and make sure they know that they're appreciated. Um, but number two, it also means we're doing the things, even as a small employer, that we're talking about with our clients, right? And so we're, we're trying and we're implementing some of the strategies that we're sharing with employer groups. Mm-hmm. So that success is a big deal for us. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about what being in the military, what's your military experience and how that's had a positive effect on your success in corporate America and the business world. Sure. I I mean, I alluded to it a little bit before, right? The ability to be flexible. I came here to do one thing and now I'm going to do this other thing but I'm still responsible for the thing I came here to do, right? Because I technically own that maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that worked for me at Cigna uh, because at Cigna, I did just about every job uh, starting as a customer service associate uh, until my, to my role. But that was because, you know, I recognized, okay, maybe somebody needs help over here. How do I learn that and do that? In a small organization, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to be able to wear different hats. You have to be able to pitch in. You have to be able to help each other out because there's there's just not as many hands. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that that Dilbert mentality of, you know, not in my job description, I'm going to sit at my desk and let somebody else do that. Right. That is not a way to succeed uh, as a small business or as an entrepreneur uh, that's trying to grow their business. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, that, but I learned that in the military. Right. I learned that in the military. Uh, you know, you think about that from, you know, what is the unit next to me doing? Uh, and what does that mean I have to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Or do I know the job of everybody? Uh, in the squad as we go into this in case I have to do one of those jobs. Right. And I think that those factors are huge. Uh, the other thing I would tell you, Joe, for the military is just planning, right? Uh, you know, people can execute. Uh, the thing that I think is paramount though, is can people plan? Right. And if you have a plan, at least in my history, we generally achieve it. Right. So the question is, do you have a plan? Right. Because otherwise you're just executing and it happens by accident. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, could be great. <laughs> that could be awesome. Sometimes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. But I, I worked for a, I worked for an individual and I, I've stolen this phrase from him for about 15 years now. Um, 
you know, he, he walked out of his office. He was a two-star general. And he looked at me and I told him some great news. And he just looked at me and he goes, how come I didn't know about that? I was like, what? And he's like, hey, no surprises are good. He's like, you just surprised me with good news, which should be exciting, but I should have known that that was happening because I'm in charge. Good point. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, noted. <laughs> right. It's like noted. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> and, 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 but that's cause right. He, he might've, he might've blessed the plan. But, you know, he would have made sure that we had a full plan that this was happening other than this is the end result. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So how do we find out more about Brio? Where do we find you guys? Uh, We got a pretty simple website, www.briobenefits.com. Anybody can email us at info at Brio, B-R-I-O, benefits.com. Uh, we are pretty active on LinkedIn, uh-huh. uh, whether it's it's me or uh, Brio Benefits. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I think those are three pretty simple ways to check us out. Awesome. I'll give you the last word. If you're talking to the military audience out there, someone on their way out of the military, someone in transition, someone looking for a change, what kind of advice comes to mind as far as going into the corporate world, finding, working for startups, entrepreneurship? Uh, so, uh, man, Joe, that's the one question I don't think I was really prepared for. It's pretty broad. It's it. pretty broad. <laughs> let, let me, let me yeah. narrow it down for you. If you're talking to somebody that's on the way out of the military, yeah, not really sure what they're looking for, what kind of advice would you give them? I would, the first thing I would tell them is that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's good. I, that's great. Right? Like, it's okay to not know what you're looking for. Yeah. Right. That's going to keep your mind open. Right. It's going to create some flexibility in your world. Mm -hmm. Right. But have a plan. Right. Uh, I think this is at least the second time that we've talked about it, because I think both paths are good. If you want to be an entrepreneur, right, having flexibility, making sure you're tied to a visionary. Right. And having a plan and making sure you're working on the business, just just not in the business, I think is a big deal. Um, you know, if you're coming from the military, you're going to be probably a little bit more familiar with corporate America, right? Mm -hmm. There's ranks, uh, there's an order, there's a process, right? And so sometimes maybe not knowing, right? Maybe learning from the inside there before you become an entrepreneur might be your path. Mm-hmm. Right. But having a plan, right. And talking to a lot of people to figure out what do they do? What would I do? Right. That helped me a lot. Uh, I went to a, a number of round robin type interviews where I learned probably more about some of the organizations I was talking to than maybe they learned about me. Right. Mm-hmm. They saw a resume. They saw my background. Um, but I was there looking for, okay, who's going to fit me. Um, and I think that would be the other piece of advice, right. For any veteran that's looking to transition, which is culture matters. Mm -hmm. So benefits are part of culture, but culture matters, right. Uh, if you're transitioning, whether it's off of active duty, active reserves, 
from some sort of reserve engagement, right? You're used to a certain culture. You're used to a certain way of doing things, right? Make sure that you're not just excited about whether it's the annual salary, the fancy office, the free lunch, right? Make sure that the culture fits your personal ideals. Absolutely. And this is a place where you can see yourself working. What are their core values? Ask them that during an interview process. Hey, what are the core values? What's our mission? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that's lost on veterans. They're just focused on what the salary is going to be or what the pay is. And they, they they walk themselselves into a place that they're not going to be happy at because they're just not paying attention to that. Culture matters, right? And it's, it's tough, right? But so I'll give one more phrase that I've I've borrowed from people. So during that time, I was interviewing with somebody, I remember calling my dad, and I was all excited. I was like, Oh, man, dad, you wouldn't believe it. They had their cafeteria open 24 hours a day. And it's free. (laughs) I'm like, that is, that is, that is for like, a young single guy getting out of the military. I'm like, dad, I'm not, I'm just going to eat at work. And he took a deep breath. And he's like, Hey, why do you think they keep their cafeteria open 24 hours a day? <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea. He's like, maybe because people use it 24 hours a day. He's like, is that where you want to work? You want to work? And I started thinking to myself, I Absolutely. was like, wow, good point. I'm like, good point. Cause it was an investment for him. Right. I was like, no, the, it wasn't like a shift working type situation. Right. I was like, oh, man, people must be there all the time. There you right? go. And the light bulb went off. Right. Yep. So culture matters. Absolutely. Man. Well, all right, Kevin, uh, great interview. Uh, thanks for sharing your you know, veteran success story. Um, good to see you doing great things at Brio Benefit Consulting, and uh, we look forward to seeing your future success. I appreciate the time, Joe. Thank you, and thank you for your service. You bet. Same to you. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.